Hi, I'm Danny Simon, and I lead the New Life Fellowship Church here at Manipal. I'm so glad that you tuned in with us today to listen to our audio podcast. Do subscribe so that you can tune in every week. You know, I believe that a spoken word can change lives, and my prayer and my hope is that as you listen to today's message, it will change your life as you know it. Enjoy the message. Once again, uh, it's a joy to come mm-hmm. and share the word. And um, as we are looking at uh, uh, coming under spiritual authority or walking under spiritual authority, we're looking at how important it is to be under the authority that God places over us. You know, uh, we finished two messages under the spiritual authority. And I would like to continue because this is a very important uh, aspect of walking under spiritual authority. You know, let me uh, brief up some of the things that we saw in the last message. And we looked at that uh, it is God who places us under a local spiritual uh, family and also under a leader, a spiritual leader. We need to know this very clearly. You know, we are not called to church hop, but we should know who is the leader that God has called us to be under and we got to stay there. And just because we have differences with the leader does not give us the right to walk out of the covering of that leader. And just let me remind you that we will have differences with our leader because we are two entirely different human beings. Now, the only time we have the freedom to move out is if we know the leader is living in sin or he's uh, preaching against the word of God. And it's dangerous to mock, da- mock at or look down at our spiritual fathers because that can bring us under the judgment of God. You know, we might find some flaws, we might find some weaknesses in our leader but we are not called to expose them, but we are called to protect and cover them. When we do that, there is a blessing that comes as a result of that. We saw from the life of Noah how when, uh, you know, two of his sons covered up, God blessed their generations, but the other son did not do that and uh, there was a curse on that generation. Let's move further on as we keep looking at uh, coming under spiritual authority. The book of Hebrews chapter 13 verse 17. Now this is what it says over there. Obey your leaders and submit to their authority. Uh, they, 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 They keep watch over you as men who must give an account Obey them so that their work will be a joy, not a burden, for that would be of no advantage to you. Now the writer of the book of Hebrews is referring to the leaders in the church when he's mentioning this. And the main points that we find in this passage that we read is, we're called to obey and submit to our leaders. It goes on to say, that they are called to watch over you or in other words they are called to be concerned over you now when we obey them 
the the passage says it would be a joy for the spiritual leader to serve you he should look forward to serving you because he finds it as a joy you no know, to serve you in the last message i share that obedience and submission to leaders is not so easy for us you know a lot of young people with great potential have fallen by the wayside they were very talented people they had very very promising future as far as the ministries were concerned you know uh, before them but the problem was the pride would not allow them to come under the authority of their pastor now they thought they knew better than their old pastor uh, they thought they had more anointing they were more anointed than their pastor maybe someone would have told them that they preached a better message than their pastor you know someone would have told them when they prayed there were more healings than when their pastor prayed and you know more people fell under the anointing when they prayed than when their pastor prayed you know what happens is you know slowly without them realizing they put up their spiritual collars you know and the devil is very happy you know the devil looks satan looks at them and says i have one more foolish lamb and the devil begins to work on their minds now let me tell you something the bible says you know uh, pride is dangerous is one of the most dangerous sin in our life is pride when there is pride in our life it opens the doorway for satan's entry and also for the devil to brainwash us now he starts working on our mind the devil makes us feel proud about our spiritual accomplishments and we begin to think you know young people start to think why should i stick around with this old man why should i stick around with this old pastor you know let me go out i have a wider ministry for which the lord has called me you know they walk out of the covering of their leader and they begin to do ministry on their own now what happens is quite often this is what happens things go great for some time they are very excited you know they begin to think that god is using them more powerfully than their old pastor but few years later they simply fizzle out you know let me tell you this uh, everyone who's listening to me it's not how we begin that really matters but how we complete the race that really matters in the book of revelation if you go uh, the first three chapters there are letters that uh, is written to the churches at that time and again that jesus says he says he who overcomes will receive the crown the name will be written in their their name will be written in the book of life and they will receive the reward you see it's not how we begin the race but how we end the race how we are able to overcome they are the ones who are going to receive the crown their names are going to be written in the book of life and they are the ones who will receive the reward you know what i call such people is is what i call the cook ministry or life you know they have the cook ministry or the cook life and 
you're wondering what I'm talking about. Let me explain that. I'm sure all of us have drink, drunk, uh, we have all drunk Coke. Now, when the Coke bottle is opened, there's a lot of sound that it makes. And everybody around knows that the Coke bottle has been opened. We feel refreshed when we drink it. But leave it open, leave the Coke bottle open for about an hour, it becomes useless. The fizz has gone out. Now, a lot of young people, their ministry or life is like this. It sounds great initially, but it does not last too long. You see, what I say is we got to have another kind of life or another kind of ministry and that is the wine ministry. Now, if you know how wine is made traditionally, uh, generally after the, all the ingredients are mixed, whatever is necessary for the wine, it's always preserved underground. And the longer it stays there, the better the wine stays. The wine that tastes for many years under the ground tastes great. They say it's got the punch. That's how they say, oh, this wine has really got punch. That's how they put it. The longer you learn to stay under the cover of your leader, the better is your punch. You will keep going and going. You will keep becoming a blessing again and again for many people. You will be able to handle all the attacks of the enemy. You will be able to handle every pressure that comes against you. Every stress, every storm that comes against you because you have been seasoned under the cover of your leader. Joshua is a good example of staying under the cover of the leader Moses. For 40 years, he stayed faithful to Moses. When it was time to take over the leadership, as God directed, Joshua was ready to handle all the challenges. The reason was he was seasoned under the leadership of Moses. Now there's a powerful spiritual principle here. As long as we stay under the cover of the God-appointed leader, you know, we are under God's protection. The devil cannot attack us so easily. You know, there's a protection. You know, a leader really protects us spiritually. The moment we come out of that covering, we have left behind the protection and we become an easy target for the enemy. For some time, the devil will let you have a great time. He will let you have some success to make you think that you made the right decision. Once he knows that you have fallen into the trap, he will pull the plug. Now, if anybody of you have gone fishing with a fishing rod, you'll know how it works. You know, the, the bait is tied to the hook and, you know, it's thrown into the water. And one needs to wait patiently. When the fish comes to eat the bait, generally they don't pull immediately, but allow the fish to keep eating it. Now, as it keeps on eating the bait, Without the fish knowing, what happens is the hook goes deeper and deeper inside it. Now that's when they will pull the fish up. By then, it's fully hooked and it can never escape. 
Now this is the same strategy the enemy employs to get us out of the spiritual leadership covering. You know, by the time people discover the price that they would pay will be a very very heavy price. You know, over the years I have seen a lot of young people move out of this church here in Mangalore. And one of the final instructions that I always give them you know when they leave this place wherever they are going i tell them stay under the covering of the spiritual leader wherever god is taking you wherever god is placing you and i keep tracking their progress the ones who have totally submitted to the leadership that god has blessed them uh, you know i've seen that god has blessed them abundantly now i keep receiving reports from you know about them from their pastors and from their churches they have become a blessing to their pastors and their churches wherever they are god has blessed their family life god has blessed them professionally and they are prospering in every way you know a couple of years back uh, there was a very famous uh, name in the worship uh, ministry i do not know how many of you remember this name ron kenolly okay um he used to be a pretty well known name a couple of years back ron kenol very famous anointed worship leader but I, you know but many people will may not know the name of his pastor his pastor's name was dick burnall you know ron kenol he says this is what he had to say he says that he is totally submitted to his pastor he says he never does anything without his pastor's permission He knows that this is God's plan for him and he says he owes all his blessings name and fame because of his submission to his pastor. Now let me take you to a passage 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 verses 12 and 13. Now we ask you brothers to respect those who work hard among you who are over you in the Lord and who admonish you hold them in the highest regard in love because of their work I want you to look at it. it says hold them in the highest regard because of what they do we need to respect our spiritual authorities we need to give them the highest respect ever possible now that is our responsibility that is our obligation we need to pray for them and bless them in all possible ways we need to bless them physically we need to bless them spiritually also and i always say this even if we don't pray for ourselves that's okay but don't forget to pray for our spiritual leaders because the reason is when we pray for them we actually pray for ourselves blessing flows from them anointing flows from them you know take time i would encourage you all take time to know about their needs and their struggles you know many times people expect leaders pastors to pray for them to call them ask them my question is how many times do we take time to call them find out what they are passing through what struggles they are also human beings they go through low moments in their life they go through discouragements in their life See many times we take our spiritual leaders for granted. We think they are supermen. We think they don't have any problems. That's not true. 
they are human they have they have families they have struggles they have all kinds of battles just like you in fact let me tell you this they face more battles than you do because the enemy specially targets them the devil knows if he can get the spiritual leaders then he can get the rest of the flock very easy you see the leaders often stand in the way of the enemy's attack coming your way they stop it by the spiritual cover they give and their prayers so that's why the enemy is really mad at them in and one of the areas the enemy targets them is their family and i always remember this you know always remember this your leader's blessing is your blessing your leader's anointing is your anointing and your leader's downfall is also your downfall so never allow your leader to fall because you did not uphold him in prayer let me show you something from the bible the book of exodus chapter 17 verses 10 to 13 so joshua fought the amalekites as moses had ordered and moses aaron and hur went to the top of the hill As long as Moses held up his hands the Israelites were winning but whenever he lowered his hands the Amalekites were winning and Moses hands grew tired they took a stone and put it under him and he sat on it Aaron and Hur held his hands up one on one side one on the other so that his hands remained steady till sunset so Joshua overcame the Amalekite army with the sword You know there was a battle being fought by the Israelites under the leadership of Joshua against the Amalekites. Moses had gone to the top of the hill to intercede with God. As long as Moses held his hands up, the Israelites were winning. But every time he became tired and lowered his hands, they would lose the battle. Aaron and Hur came to his help to keep his hands up till they won the battle. You see as long as Moses the spiritual leader kept interceding the Israelites kept winning but it, Moses is also human and he needed the support of others Moses could not do it all by himself if it was not for Aaron and who standing with Moses Moses would not have been able to keep it up and Israel would have lost now if we don't stand with our spiritual leaders and back they will not be able to keep going you know i want to encourage you you know you heard your leader announcing about the prayers you know that they are having in the weekdays you see now how long do you expect your leader to keep running all by himself he is going to fizzle out he is going to get tired and when he gets tired the enemy is going to attack you it's important that Aaron and Hur's need to rise up you people need to rise up and stand with him and back him up you know the leaders the leaders will not be able to keep going all by himself themselves they will not be able to stand in the gap and keep interceding keep fighting the spiritual battles they will get tired they will get drained they will get discouraged they can give up let me tell you if they give up you will lose we will lose it the enemy will easily defeat us that's why it's important you know i tell if the leader says something stand with the leader say yes i am with you 
I am willing to stand with you. I am willing to pay the price for that. Another important thing I want to share from this passage. Now Aaron and Hur could have told Moses. They could have said, Moses, you are feeling tired, keeping your hands up. You move aside. We will take turns to stand in the gap and keep our hands up before God. That was not possible because Moses was the chosen spiritual leader to stand before God on their behalf. they could never take the place of moses the job that moses had to do no one else could do it you remember we cannot replace the position of our spiritual leader by anybody else it's a divine appointment we got to remember that it's a divine appointment all that you and i can do is help our leader do his job effectively by standing with him like Aaron and Hur. Let me show you something else. I'm getting more it's getting more intense. It's getting more powerful. 1 Samuel chapter 22 verse 2. I want you to notice this verse. All those who were in distress or in debt or discontented gathered around David and he became their leader. About 400 men were with him. I'm bringing a very powerful principle here. Listen very carefully. You see David was running for his life from King Saul and hiding in the cave. You know, that's the time those who had no hope in their life, those who were failures, those who were struggling, those who were in all kinds of debts, discouraged, they came and joined David. They had huge debts to pay. They had failed in life, totally discouraged, disappointed. You know they thought anyway we have no hope let's join with David see they recognize something these people recognize something they recognize David carried the anointing of the Lord and there were about the passage says there were about 400 of them and David became their leader now think about David's position here was he running for his own life and every day was a battle it was a battle to have his food his shelter and his protection now there are 400 more who have joined him now he has to think not only about his own food and protection but there are 400 more people you know child of god who's listening to me i want you to know something david was carrying something very very precious and that's why these people joined with him and what was it that david was carrying it was the anointing that was on him the anointing makes the difference that's why i said In my previous message don't just run after somebody find the god appointed and anointed leader and come under his covering now these 400 men you know what happened they stayed very close to david all through david's life they became his faithful followers they were with him through all the struggles and the battles that david fought their loyalty was to david was so great is every wish was their command let me show you something beautiful second samuel chapter 23 verses 14 to 17 at that time david was in the stronghold and the philistine garrison was at bethlehem david longed for water and said oh that someone would get me a drink of water from the well near the gate of bethlehem so the three mighty men broke through the philistine lines drew water from the well near the gate of Bethlehem and carried it back to David. 
but he refused to drink it instead he poured it out before the lord far be it from me o lord to do this he said is it not the blood of men who went at the risk of their lives and david would not drink it such were the exploits of the three mighty men now david had only to, david had only to make a wish but his men were so faithful and loyal to him they took it as a command they broke through the enemy lines at great risk to their lives just to fulfill their leader's wish not that david had asked for it but this was their level of loyalty and faithfulness to their leader of course we read in that passage david would not drink this water because it almost cost his men their very life let me take you further on second samuel chapter 23 verses 8 to 39 i'm not going to read every one of them but i'm going to give you the list of david's mighty men and look at that list it says there you know joseph ba- uh, basabeth uh, thakomonite was chief of the three he raised his spear against 800 men whom he killed in one encounter next to him was eliezer as one of the three mighty men he was with david when they taunted the philistines gathered for battle then the men of israel retreated but he stood his ground struck down the philistines till his hands grew tired and froze to the sword the lord brought about a great victory that day the troops returned to eliezer but only to strip their dead next to him was shamma when the philistines banded together shamma took his stand in the middle of the field defended it and struck the philistines down and the lord brought about a great victory Abishai the brother of Joab raised his spear against 300 men whom he killed Benaiah son of Jehoiada was a valiant fighter who performed great exploits he struck down two of Moab's best men he also went down into a pit on a snowy day and killed a lion and he struck down a huge Egyptian although the Egyptian had a spear in his hand Benaiah went against him with a club snatched the spear from the Egyptian's hand and killed him with his own spear You know I was just highlighting some of the exploits of the mighty men of David but what was their beginning when they joined David at the cave they were failures full of debts discouraged rejected can you believe it it's the same bunch of people who did these exploits these are mind boggling exploits what happened when they joined David with the David something happened to them the anointing that flowed from david to these men transformed them from being a failure to mighty men of valor child of god maybe you are in that same state that these men were when they began you may be a failure you may be struggling in life get close to the anointed leader that god placed over you something will begin to happen to you when you learn to stay very close to your leader the anointing to live the supernatural life begins to flow in you listen to what they had to say second samuel chapter 21 verses 15 to 17 once again there was a battle between the philistines and israel david went down with his men to fight against the philistines and he became exhausted And Ishi Benob, one of the descendants of Raphael's bronze spear, had weighed 300 shekels and who was armed with a new sword, 
said he would kill David, but Abishai son of Zeruiah came to David's rescue. He struck the Philistine down and killed him. Then David's men swore to him, saying, Never again will you go out with us to battle so that the lamp of Israel will not be extinguished. David had become old and he was finding it difficult to fight with the old vigor. But his men came to his rescue and saved his life. Listen to what they had to say. They said, David, you are the lamp of Israel. We cannot allow you to die. If you die, we are all lost. We need to protect your life. His men understood the importance of protecting the life of the anointed leader because he was their light. Let me show you another passage. 2 Samuel chapter 18 verses 2 and 3. David sent the troops out, a third under the command of Joab, third under Joab's brother Abishai son of Zeruiah, and a third under Ittai the Gittite. The king told the troops, I myself will surely march out with you. But the men said, you must not go out. If we are forced to flee, they won't care about us. Even half of us die, they won't care. But you are worth 10,000 of us. Once again, David's men highlight the importance of David as their leader. They say, David, your life is more important than 10,000 of us. I do not know how you look at the office of your spiritual leader, but David's men understood its importance. Let me tell you, the devil knows the importance of the spiritual leader. That's why, that's the reason why he targets leaders more than others. If we can, if he can get them to fall, the damage to the kingdom of God is much greater. You know, in many places, when the leader of a large church or a ministry falls, it affects the work of the Lord in that place for many, many years. It's not that your spiritual leader is better than you. But God in his divine grace has appointed them in that office. We respect and accept God's decision in our life. The prayers of believers is a wall of protection around the spiritual leaders. If ever they fall, it's because there has been a breach in that wall. Instead of blaming them and condemning them, we need to look at ourselves. We need to ask the question, did my leader go wrong because I have not prayed for him? Your prayers will help him make the right decisions which are a blessing to you. The next time when we hear some man of God falling into sin, do not judge them. They have fallen because we have failed to cover them in our prayers. We are responsible. And as we close, let me ask what kind of a life we want. Do we want the coke or the wine kind of a life? Something which lasts for a short time or the one that keeps going for a long time. When we learn to stay under the cover of the leader, we keep going. Under the cover of the leader, there is protection. It is our responsibility to stand with our leader like Aaron and who, like David's men who were failures, turned into mighty men because they came under his cover. When we learn to come under the cover of God's anointed and appointed leaders, we can also become mighty men. Do we really cover our leaders in prayer? How often do we pray for our leaders? You know, there's an anointing that flows. And in the days to come, and we learn to stay there, the Lord will raise up to be mighty men and women of God. Amen. Shall we close in prayer? <clears throat> 
Father, we want to thank you as we continue looking at the importance of coming under spiritual leadership. Lord, we do not want a life that fizzles out. We want a life that keeps going, continues to be a blessing, continues to face the storms of life and overcome them. And that is possible when we learn to stay under the leadership. And the more we stay there, the more we are seasoned, Lord. Lord, we look from the life of David and his mighty men. When they joined him, they were total failures, discouraged in debts. But because they stayed there, they were willing to stay under the leadership, Lord. The anointing began to flow. And Lord, we read the great exploits that they could do because the anointing flowed from the leader who under whom they stayed, Father. Thank you. Help us, Father, to stay under the leadership that you have placed over us, Lord. And Lord, let us not move away from that, Lord. Thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. That really spoke to me and I pray that it spoke to you as well. I want you to remember this. It doesn't matter what you're going through and where you're at, our Heavenly Father is always with you. I want to say this, if you need prayer or you want to reach out to us, send us an email or DM us on Instagram. You know, let us know if we can serve you in any way. Just a reminder, don't forget to subscribe so that you can tune in with us again and I'm really hoping to see you next week.